Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas indeed, Raider Nation! What is going on? How you feeling? Micah and Tyler back with you with another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. And of course, that lusty voice that you need every week. Birch back in the building. First of all, Birch, man, you've been kind of in and out. How are you doing now? Uh, I've been great. Holiday season's here. The Raiders finally decided to show up in the second half of a game. And here we are, still in the playoff hunt, heading into the last week. Pretty incredible. Merry Christmas to you both, gentlemen, by the way. Merry Christmas to you. you. Absolutely. Merry animal. (laughs) Merry Christmas to the rest of Raider Nation as well. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. (laughs) Wow, we are just we are Uh, like high on life over here, aren't we, gentlemen? We are you know what? I am really excited. Uh, for this win, Santa came early. We got an early Christmas gift. I, I was jacked because, I mean, really, everything was stacked against us. Incognito was out. Trent Brown was out. Uh, Mark Lee was in. Now he's out again. Uh, and then, jo- of course, Josh Jacobs is out. And, uh, like, we got Hunter Renfro back. Little did we know that Renfro was, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer guiding the sleigh of the Oakland Raiders. That he is. What an what an analogy. Analogy yeah. of the year, perhaps. But uh, You know what? It's definitely going to go down in the uh, annals there, and we'll see uh, that at the end of the year. That might be the best, uh, best take on the podcast, actually. As always, Raider Nation, you want to get in on the action? Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Give us your thoughts, your fears. Uh, don't worry, they all stay with us until they get played on the show. Then all of your thoughts and fears and hopes and dreams do get played for the millions uh, of listeners on the podcast. Or drop us a line. Find us on Twitter at Behind Patch or Facebook page Behind The Patch. Hit us up, shoot us a message, give us a follow. Always dishing out great content. As always, this is the podcast where really the fans just we everybody we all just grow together everybody gets a little smarter everybody gets a little more knowledge when they come to this podcast because as we've said before Tyler and I and Birch is getting there our insiders uh our self-proclaimed excuse insiders. me no Birch is there is Birch he there? I'm an insider. I crowned him yesterday as an insider oh did not well thanks for not letting me know Tyler um we're in, we're in the, the chat. chat oh my bad my bad was i kicked out because what was what was going on yesterday no i just you know i out. said we're gonna score a, t- a drive a touchdown drive on the first possession and 
Right. And we're going to and then we're going to go away and go conservative, which we did. But yep. then you also called we're going to score a touchdown on the first possession of the second half and a lo and behold. Absolutely. Lo and behold, all good stuff as always, guys. Okay, well, let's just get right into it. Give me, you know, we always do the good, mad, and the ugly, but you know, we've been losing for a month now. I'm tired of that. It's the Christmas season. We are near the eve of Christmas. We're actually on the eve of Christmas Eve. Tyler, I'm going to go with you first, man. Give us your thoughts on the game. Like, what were a couple of things that stood out to you that were excited you the most, um, at, you know, for this game that really, you know, probably really had no business winning, honestly. I mean, it was great to see another, you know, half home game there is like 90, 95% Raider Nation in that stadium per usual. Uh, but give us your thoughts. Break it down, man. Give us a, a, a analysis of what you saw on Sunday. I was surprised by um, DeAndre Washington. Not really surprised more than I finally think we saw what he's capable of doing. And I was really excited that he was catching um, the ball out of the backfield. He had several nice runs. Uh, Did he have one or two touchdowns? Just the one. One, Just the one. Anyway, so really well done by DeAndre Washington. He gets a a game ball from me. Another one that... uh, stood out was all of a sudden we take out uh, Brandon Parker from the right tackle position, put in David Sharp and the offense starts to move the ball. Coincidence? Me thinks no. Me thinks thinks that Brandon Parker needs to sitteth his butteth upon the bench for many moons to come and perhaps just be cut and just be like, we messed up on that third round pick. Adios, make him somebody else's problem. Because as soon as David Sharp came in and played right tackle, we started moving the ball much yep. better. Carr seemed to be much more settled um, from what I could see from that. A bad of the game, I know that I was supposed to just do two good things. Curtis Riley, please pack up and quit hitting our own players, especially the only good cornerback that we had that was healthy on know, Sunday. Right? <laughs> quit it. Quit lowering your shoulder and just make a tackle. Like you're every time you do that, you blow somebody's head off. And this time he happened to be Trayvon Mullen, who was carted off the field because Riley drilled him in the helmet with his shoulder. And, Luckily, Trayvon Mullen is okay. He raised his arm and waved to the crowd. He flew home with the team. Probably a nasty concussion, and my guess is he has a pretty stiff neck today. But Curtis Riley, knock it off, please. For real. Yeah, that was that was rough to watch. And, like, at th- that was one of those points where I was like, is this where things are going to start going downhill now? You know, I feel like we had kept the Chargers offense fairly well contained up to that point, but, like, with our defense, as we've seen, you know, there's at some point, you know, the dam's going to break and water's going to come spilling out. So I was like, <clears throat> is this the point where we're going to lose Mullen and all of a sudden kind of all heck's going to break loose? But no, no. And instead, Oakland was able to hang in there and get her done. Birch, man, tell us what were your thoughts, man? How, how are you feeling after that win? Well, at first I was like, I was thinking it's like deja vu all over again. Groundhog Day. Come out, score a touchdown the first drive. And then the defense, 
that first half was lights out minus a a couple plays there to get that touchdown by Gordon, but five straight stops. Right. And so that was, that was very impressive. Um, there was kind of a, a suspect call on that drive as well. Yep. Yep. So um, other than that, um, very impressed. Oh, call. I just had a brain fart. Oh, sorry, Will Compton. Uh, Michael, you brought that up earlier. Hopefully I didn't steal yes. that from you. I'll let you touch on that a little bit more. Um, but then I really liked how we came out in the second half and decided that it was we were going to play some football. I mean, right. it's been four, what, four straight weeks, five straight weeks, where we have done absolutely nothing in crunch time of games when we could have, um, you know, put teams away or got back into the game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I was impressed with that and the defense. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry. Sorry. My daughter I... just got home from grandma's house and she's distracting me. Ta- no, Micah, take it away. Okay. I'm going to take it away. Apologize. If any munching comes through the mic, because I actually have my hands on one of those. Um, uh, what, what are they? It's the seasonal. It's not Hillshire, uh, Hickory Farm sausage, summer sausage, and I am I am really in going to town on this thing. You know, they get me every year because they send a coupon in the mail, and it's like buy one get one free. And I'm like, well, I you know can't afford to lose money on this, so I head to Hickory Farms at the mall and uh, buy one get one free. I end up usually getting uh, a cheese or something to go along with it. Next thing I know, I walk out of there like $40 later in debt and um uh, but very happy a, a happy man so anyhow I apologize for that but two things that stood out to me Birch you touched on it Will Compton man led the team 12 tackles that was weird to see linebackers making plays man it was like what what, what is going on here Let, let's look at this stat 16 carries for a total of 19 yards for the LA Chargers that's incredible. That is incredible. I was telling you guys before the podcast started, I felt like this was the most complete game, the most put-together win Oakland's had all season. They dominated the defensive side of the ball. When we like you you're right, we had a dry, I think four drives of no scores uh, after that opening touchdown. But they got their act together. Went down late, right before a beautiful two-minute drive, man. I mean, that was fantastic to go down and get that touchdown right before half, and then come right out and and like really what ended up kind of being the dagger, driving down, getting another touchdown to go up twenty-one to seven. We haven't seen that all year from Oakland, and that's what we've been begging for. So to me, like that was the most complete win, most satisfying win of the season, and of course to sweep the Chargers. Wouldn't be surprised if this is Rivers' last season as well, or he maybe even moves on for a season or two somewhere else. So, really satisfying way to get it. And plus, a couple of days before Christmas, man, like I said, it just felt like a little Christmas gift early on. And then we'd be remiss for not mentioning, I know Tyler mentioned it just a second ago, but I'd have to go with Will Compton on the defensive side of the ball. Impressed me probably the most. And then it's got to be our boy Hunter Renfro, man. Over 100 receiving yards, beautiful touchdown on his return. Uh, man, you know, gosh, Tyler, I, I don't like to say this because, well, not that I don't like to say this, but 
when I see Carr with a good receiver like that, it makes me wonder, gosh, you know, what what if what happens if we throw a, a rugs into the mix there? You know, what happens, you know, what ha- what does this offense look like? What does Carr look like? And maybe it's worth one more season. Take a look at that. Now, I know there's a portion of Raider Nation that's probably like, no, 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 stop it. It's time to move on from Carr. But, you know, if anything, if, if anything, with all the rumors that have been going around this week and everything, you know, maybe it's, you know, Carr's a little, you know, he's on, you know, he's got to prove it. He's got the last two weeks to prove it. And um, I would say he passed the test uh, this last Sunday. And uh, he's got to travel to Denver, though, now, guys. It's supposed to be like 42, 43 degrees, uh, pretty cold. It's going to be pretty gnarly up in Denver. I mean, you know, possible chances of snow. Um you know, so we'll find out. We'll find out how this team responds finally, Wayne. The crazy thing is, beforehand, before this game was going to start against Denver, we were going to know if Oakland still had a shot at the playoffs or not. Now they flex those two games out, the Texans-Titans. Um, oh, and the other way, it's off the top of my head. Yeah, was, I think it was the Steelers game as well got flexed out later. So now, all of a sudden, we're not going to know, or the Raiders will not know while they're playing that game if if their season is still alive for the postseason. I mean, or if it's if it's dead. So it, it's really intriguing. But I can't believe, guys, we're sitting here week seventeen, and the Raiders have a legit shot at making the postseason. I I, I mean, I, I before the year started, I said I think we need a minimum of seven wins. For me to consider it like, okay, I I feel like we're building, we're growing, we're heading in the right direction. And we got it. We're at seven wins. You know, really a chance to pull 500 on the season. Um, Give me your guys' thoughts. Birch, we'll start with you. Starting, you know, this season, how it's gone. Tell me some of the things that you like about how the season's gone. Tell me some of the things, though, that you want changed in the offseason as we've got one more week to play. Well, I think the obvious one would be for change would be the defense. Although they have come on pretty strong the last the last few games, they've been able to, um, I mean, get stops when they need them. Granted, some of the teams aren't the best, but even then, I mean, it doesn't matter. We're getting stops. Um, I think, oh, God, starting the year, I wanted to see more offense. I wanted high octane, like lots of points. Right. Throw it down right. the field. I still want that. I want to get some wide receivers, maybe that have some speed to take the top off. I mean, I don't know. I want to score points. Like we need to score more points, obviously. All right. But also, we've got to touch up some holes on the defense because our defense, I mean, at times has disappeared, and we're injury prone. And I don't know. So. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Tyler, what do you got? You got anything that stands out in your mind that you're like, we need to get this done in the offseason? Um, how about a coverage linebacker? No. And unless there's okay. one there in the fifth round, um, we're not interested. Right. Or we could convert like a, a safety to a linebacker or something. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a short one. Five nine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would find five ten. You know, if we can really okay. push the limits there, I think five ten could cover a six four guy. You know, <laughs> um, so if it, I was, I was just looking at my phone um, for uh, like th- this is from Adam Schefter. 
hard as it is to believe the Raiders have a path to the playoff, here's what would have to happen in week 17. So this is we're we're trying to inform the fan base, right? So number one, we have to take care of business against the Broncos. We lose against the Broncos, it's all over anyways. Ravens beat the Steelers. What do you guys think about that game? We already know that the Ravens are resting um, Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, basically, uh, uh, Mark Ingram is resting. Pretty much their starters on offense are are resting against the Steelers, who have who came off a loss to the Jets last week. What do you guys see playing out? Is that one? Is that one going to be our downfall? Or do you think that the Steelers lose to the Ravens with their second stringers in? The thing about the Steelers is their their offense is really poor right now. And I, I don't know what what is it. Their third string had to come back in for uh, their second string that got injured. I don't know what the status is for their second string quarterback. I think he went out with a concussion. Um, so honestly, to me, I, I think it's totally pl- – I, I, it's like 50-50 in my mind that the Steelers can't generate enough offense to beat the Ravens. And remember, this is a rivalry game still, so there's still some pride here. There's still some – you know, there's still going to still be some nastiness. This is a great rivalry in the NFL, um, probably one of the best, top three, top five, I would, in my opinion. Um, so I don't see the Ravens like rolling over and giving the Steelers a victory. Steelers might obviously have more to play for, but honestly, I don't. For uh, speaking offensively, I don't know if they can still get it done. I, I, I could see the Ravens being able to put up like you know seventeen points, maybe twenty points, still with their second string, and being able to do just enough because the Steelers' offense isn't good enough. So uh, you know that's my thought. That's my thought on that. They do have the Dread Pirate. Right. This is right. true. If he catches a touchdown, the game's over. We know that. <laughs> so Birch, do you think do you think the Ravens win or no? Oh, goal. I mean, you guys had great points. I and someone said that earlier that um it is a rivalry, so of course the Ravens are I mean, if I was playing and I was playing my rival and I had a chance to put him out of the playoffs, I I mean, I'd do anything to get them out. And so hopefully that happens. I mean, the Ravens, they still have other weapons. I mean, RG three is kind of a similar style of quarterback, so they don't have to change the game plan much for him. I mean, he's kind of got the same build as Lamar Jackson. The only thing, well, and the Steelers, my heavens, they're playing quarterback carousel during the game. So between Rudolph and duck, (laughs) <laughs> what a name <laughs> so oh, man. i don't know i i think they do and i mean i'm kind of glad well for my fantasy team at my work league i'm kind of glad that lamar and mark ingram are sitting because that's who my i'm playing against in the championship and now they don't have them playing <laughs> well you know it's it's uh, to me in my mind again like just really quickly it's not an impossible scenario it's not like we need uh, a pick, we need the redskins to beat the patriots you know it's okay that's Patriots could rest their first and second string and still beat the Redskins. Well, so we needed the Jets to beat the Steelers, and I didn't think that was was going to happen, and it did happen. Right, that was a, that was a classic, you know, uh, Tomlin loss. You know, where it's like so much on the line, they can control their destiny with a win, and they just go lay an egg. You know, and so um, 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I hate to get my hopes up too much, but I'm a Raider fan, man. <laughs> I, I was mad last week after our fourth straight loss, but boy, I had the flag flying again on Sunday, the Raider gear back on and, and was ready to just get gut punched again and was surprised. So who knows, man, wait, there was a, there was a 3.12% chance that we were going to survive Saturday and Sunday's games. And we did. So, you know, stranger things happen at sea, as they say. I think the game that, sorry, real quick, the game that worries me is the Titans and the Texans. The Texans already have things, a playoff spot locked up, and they don't have anything to play for, even though Bill O'Brien did say that they were going to play to win the game. Yeah, but they want that home field. Yeah, I guess that's true. So hopefully... That was the next game is Texans-Titans. Sorry to jump ahead. Nope, go, so go for it. You think, what, what do you think happens? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember what I was listening to. I think it was Good Morning Football on the way home from work. Um, and they said that, that Derrick Henry rested last week because they didn't have anything to play for. Well, now they do. The Titans win, they're in. If we would have beaten the Titans two weeks ago, we'd be in the playoffs right now. So, I mean, they have everything to to play for so i think they're going to come out and give the texans their best shot um oh i don't know this is a tough one for me that one i, th- I really think this one might be the breaker if, if we can beat the beat the broncos on the road but i'm gonna say because i'm uh i like the raiders to get in the playoffs so i'm gonna say the texans do win so all right micah thoughts yeah. Yeah, Texans, you know, Titans. Oh, I was surprised actually. That worries me. How the Tennessee was able to come in and like hang with the Saints, and that you know there were times in that game, especially what it was a fourteen to nothing earlier or something like that. I was like, good grief, what in the world's going on here? Um, yeah, with Henry back, man, Texans defense is so so. Uh, I, it's gonna be a shootout, like. That's good. That that ought to be on prime time wherever it is because the Texans have something to play for. Titans obviously have everything to play for. Um, so I, I hate to say it, but I think if there's a game that could break the spell here, putting aside Raider Oakland in Denver, this this one worries me the most. Just because Tennessee, I don't know what it is, man. They have been on a roll. They have been on a roll. That offense is humming. Defense, not so much. So I guess, yeah, you know, Fuller, I believe, is questionable. Might be even be out for this game. I don't see them trying to bring him back so they can, you know, get a better spot. Uh, so I, I think, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I could see Tennessee edging them out by seven points or something like that in this game. Just because Tennessee wants it more. And if I'm not mistaken, Texans have it wrapped up. I mean, they're in the playoffs. It's not like, oh, you know. No, yeah, sure, they might be playing for a number one seed, but um, I, I just think Tennessee's going to want it more. And unless unless that Houston defense shows up a little bit more, I, I just think Tennessee's going to be able to outscore them. And at, one, at some point, especially if Tennessee gets up early, the Texans aren't going to worry about it. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to, I think, kind of mentally check out of that game and go, well, you know, um, you know, it's not a big deal, not a big deal. They're not going to play with the same sense of urgency as the Titans are going to play for. Uh, the Texans are going to, you know, mentally check out and go well you know it's all good you know it doesn't you know not a really big loss if we lose this because we're we're still playing in january so uh um you know i I could see them mentally checking out of that game especially if tennessee jumps on top early yeah and i i think that 
that that one's a tough game. I when Baltimore said they were going to rest their players, that was the game that worried me the most. And actually, the game that worries me the most is the Broncos and the Raiders because it's cold. And right. we all know that the Ferrari doesn't run so well when it's cold. So um, I guess the next, which, so I, I think that the Texans do beat the Titans. The next one seems like probably the most likely to happen is that the Colts beat the Jags. And I can totally see that, that one playing out that way. The one that is like, I, I think the Ravens beating the Steelers with their backups. I think that's the one that I'm not real sure about. Right. I think the right. Texans beat the Titans. I think the Colts beat the Jaguars. I don't know if the car runs um, on in the cold weather in high altitude very well, and I don't know that the that the Ravens get a win against the Steelers with their backups. So yeah. there's like yeah. uh, allegedly there's like an eleven percent a little like eleven point nine percent chance of all of those happening, but there was a 3.12% chance of that all happening. And it did last week. Can we parlay our luck into this week? We shall find out, but those are the scenarios that we need for the Raiders to get into the playoffs. And it's kind of crazy week 17. We're talking about the playoffs and there's a a chance that we get into the playoffs. So that would be, you know, even if we ended eight and eight, but missed the playoffs, that's, as maybe corny as it sounds, I still think that that's a a decent season. What are, what do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll go from four and twelve to eight and eight, especially with like think about think of all the young people we have on this team. We're gonna start the we were supposed to start the season with he who must not be named. He bails right. literally like six days before the season starts. Um, Abram, or I'm going to just start selling Abrams just to, just to make people mad, but no, Abram gets hurt week one. I don't know how much of a influence or non-influence he would have had on some of these closer games, but you never know. You know, so we're out we're without him. Then we lose Carl, lose Carl Joseph. We lose Vontez perfect. Um, it, we, we, uh, you know, a, a t- uh, Williams. Lee. Yeah. Mark Lee, uh, Tyrell Williams has been suffering with foot injuries for, you know, mo- basically most of the season. Right. Um, we lose Trent Brown. Yeah, yeah. We lose Trent Brown. Gabe um, Jackson. And, and to still be able to finish the season eight and eight and going into the final week of the season with, I think, a halfway decent shot at getting into the playoffs. Again, it's not like, like, yeah, sure, we need a miracle, but it's not one of those, like I said, it's not like we need the Redskins to beat the Patriots. You know, the Redskins have won what two games this year. <laughs> it's not something like that where it's like, okay, you're, you're smoking something. If you think that's going to happen. Um, uh, it's like all these games are really in my mind, 50, 50, I could see like we saw last week, you know, the coin flip, you know, happening right and going in Oakland's favor. But I think I'm with you, Tyler. The one that does worry me the most is that game against Denver because uh, if Mullen isn't in there, you know, uh, he was a big part of that defense. That guy was flying around making plays. I do like the fact that Compton's going to be there, especially against uh, like Philip Lindsay and the stable of running backs in Denver. I think he's going to help out tremendously. Also Moreau defensive end. 
Uh, dude, that guy was making plays on the field. It was good to have him back in the rotation. And not to, you know, we didn't mention it, but man, Farrell had a key sack in that Charger game when there was about eight and a half minutes left. Chargers got the ball back, made it. I think he turned that into like a third and 20 scenario or third and 15 scenario or something like that. Did they um, pick up a first down on that one? No, they did not. Oh, he wow. got the sack. <laughs> and and then I think it was an incomplete pass or it was like a little seven or eight yard gain, and they had the punt, <clears throat> which gave Oakland the ball back. And they were able to, you know, I think they were able to bleed like three and a half, four minutes off the clock. So, Farrell played well. Crosby was all over the place again, had a tackle for a loss. I, I, he almost had two tackles for a loss. He was, I mean, it's fun to see these young guys. And I think it just takes a little veteran leadership. And as the seasons progressed, man, it's fun to see these guys, especially with as much heat like Farrell's taken, man, making some plays, getting out there and showing up in big, you know, in big moments like Farrell did. And it was like, that's why you draft that guy to show up in big moments like that and put an end, you know, drive the nail into the coffin, uh, so to speak. So um, guys like Compton and that and our, and our defensive line, I think are going to be able to show up against the run. I'm just, man, you know, Locke is, is doing pretty solid, a little better than I think we all thought. And if we can't have Mullen out there, uh, I feel like to help, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have to get a pass rush, I think, at the end of the day is what's going to need to happen. We're going to have to get in, you know, get in his head and live in the backfield. I think we're going to need to come up with something like about four sacks on Sunday um, to be able to rattle him just enough because I don't see Oakland scoring more than maybe like 20 points, you know, in Denver, just the way, you know, historically our offense has played in the cold. And maybe that's different now with a guy like Hunter Renfro. Who knows? You know, maybe we get Josh Jacobs back. And between that pair right there, which, I mean, can you believe they came out of the same draft class? Can you believe we're talking about these guys and their rookies? I mean, that's incredible. The future's looking bright. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. But, man, 8-8, eight and eight, in my opinion, to get back on topic, I- I- I'd be happy with that. Heck, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Birch? Yeah, I definitely think some progress has been made, some, some good progress. I mean, with a young team like that, you're going to have some ups and downs like a roller coaster ride. But, I mean... To, like you guys said, just to be here in week 17, last week of the season, and be considered for a playoff spot, I mean, you, know, you got to count that as progress. You got to count the little things. Um, are there times where we decide to check out and <laughs> not even play? Yes, but I mean, that's going to happen. It's a long season. And I mean, but yeah, hopefully we got lots of draft capital, we got lots of money to spend in free agency, going to fill yeah. some holes on the roster. Um, and I mean, winning this last game in Denver, I mean, not only because it's Denver, but I think it would, it would bode well f- moving forward into Vegas, showing people, you know, we have made some progress in the two years Gruden has been there. We doubled our wins. Come to Vegas, come play on the Raiders. Like we could use some more playmakers. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So we had, I was just trying to see if I could find how many tackles for a loss Max Crosby had. And all I can find is just like the total tackles. He had two total tackles um, in that game. And Farrell had two total tackles. Um, I've got, I've got it right here. So Moreau had a tackle for a loss along with Crosby. They each had a single one. Farrell had two though. He racked up two along with the sack. So. Yeah. So good. Good job there. Uh, Carr had like a 118 and change QBR. Um, one touchdown. 
uh, in the air and one running as well for three yards. And Bert, that was another thing that Birch called. Birch said that he is for his bold prediction or something he wanted to see. It was something that you wanted to see, right, Birch? That he, you were I like, so. I want, I want to see him score a touchdown without reaching the ball over the line or reaching it over or something. He did though. Fumbling. He, he did reach over the line and then he chucked it about forty rows in the stands. I also saw <laughs> that that was the furthest pass he's thrown this year. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, oh, you hate her. You still hate no, her. Still no three hundred yard game though. Nine yards yeah, short. It's not yards one, on, one on, good uh, play does not a great player make. So, anyway, right. we got the win. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second, because obviously he's been kind of under a microscope the past, you know, couple weeks. Like, uh, uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we're pretty critical of players, and we, you know, nobody's untouchable. And I know a lot of people, not even, even Tyler, podcasts. Uh, no, I've uh, been sent to the penalty box in the past <laughs> episode, and yeah. Uh, what, what are you talking about? We thought about moving on from Tyler. Uh, I think yeah, it was about week eight or nine. in the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but he cleaned it up and he got back from, on track, and we gave him an extension. Podcast. Right, right. So, um, uh, you we, and nobody's untouchable. You know, there are other people, other podcasts that like. There are certain players like Carr that like that you can do no wrong, and you know we don't. We don't speak evil about him, but we've been critical of Carr in the past. But I, I want to, for the record, I thought he had a great game on Sunday. I, I, my only knock against him would be there were a couple of like really weak sacks I felt like that he took that it was like, you know, even a halfway mobile quarterback to me could have gotten out of that and made something, you know, at least thrown the ball away or, you know, not taking a sack. Absolutely. But, he like, as soon as pressure comes, he grabs the ball, he ducks his head and he just falls on his back. Like yeah, I give up. yeah, but but for the for the other the rest of the time, man, uh, man, props. The guy kept the ball safe. He uh, he delivered some passes downfield, which was fun to see. You know, hit Tyrell Williams for a big game. Uh, he hit, uh, I think it was like on a third and twelve, converted. It was like a 16, 17 yard pass to Darren Waller. Of course, he had Renfro for the big fifty six yard touchdown. So. Um, Carr played an excellent game. He played an excellent game on Sunday, and obviously Renfro was a big part of that. That's why, like, you know, I said it earlier. Yeah, you know, what, what would this offense, what would Carr look like maybe with, and I know people have been beating this drum, and there are going to be people that are saying, yes, I told you, I told you, but, you know, I am a little curious now. It's like, what what if we do add, a, a, a you know, an elite wide receiver like a Ruggs or or even somebody out of the, you know, get, get Tyrell Williams healthy without, you know, plant, you know, any plantar fasciitis or, you know, have Renfro second year in this in the system and obviously a great offensive line and running back. What would that look like? And I am a little more curious than I was last week now, just because of Carr's performance, to perhaps see what that looks like in 2020. And I and maybe I'm flip flopping a little bit here, but uh, hats off to to Carr. He, he played a good game, played a solid game, uh, and uh, uh, I was happy with it. And I, I'm hoping we can see that duplicated this Sunday against Denver and, and put some of those uh, fears and the, the doubts down with, you know, oh, it's a cold game. You may as well write it off as an L. Man, I'd love to see him come out and, and just sling it around, put up, you know, another 24, 27 points and, and lead this team to, you know, back-to-back wins to end the season. So Amen. for what that's worth, for what that's that is, it's worth a lot. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna look up the Denver weather forecast real quick. So, 44 degrees. 
And winds. I didn't snow. see the wind. I don't think any snow. Um, that's at least what I saw. In the, I just saw the temperature prediction. The 29th. That's when we play there, the 29th? Correct. Partly cloudy, high of 41, low of 27, <coughs> 20% chance of precipitation, an estimated northerly wind at 8 miles an hour, oh 35% boy. humidity. <laughs> That is why you listen to Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We are looking at weather as well. So, well, we have two resident physicians in the house and a weatherman. So, I don't know what more you need. I mean, we are your one stop shop for podcasting anything and everything Oakland Raiders. In fact, I dare say we are the one stop shop for many other Oakland Raider podcasts when they need to lay out their format for that week's uh, podcasting episode. Uh, a lot of people come here for their information and news so they uh, know what to talk about that week on their podcast. So it is a proven fact. Anywho, moving on, I, you know, I, I humble brag, maybe, maybe tooting my home, my own horn, but uh, I enjoyed it. I'll just, I'll just say it like that. I, you know, I, I can't help it. I it is it. fun. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, like there are only, there are only like two or three other podcasts, other podcasts besides my own I listen to because I'm like, good, you know, I'm one of the smartest podcasters I know. Tyler Birch, they're some of the most insightful guys I know. So, like, why why do I need to go anywhere else? Like, I'm, I, you know, that's why I talk to myself when I need expert advice. I just, I just talk to myself. So, anyhow, you can do the same by tuning in every week to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. And that's subscribing as right, well because then right. you get the little notifications that, hey, Micah, Tyler, and Birch – the sultry voice of Birch is ready to pleasure the airways. I apologize. Well, that's enough for me to subscribe. I just love, I mean, I put often, oftentimes I just cut out the times when Birch is talking and I put that on next to me as I'm falling asleep. Cause it's just like that, that heavy lustiness that I'm just like, (laughs) Oh man, just relaxes me. And and next thing I know I'm out like a light man. So Anywho, I'm sure many, uh, many other Raider fans within Raider Nation do the same. They take it to the bank. I'm telling you. Yep. Telling you. I've got the black lung right now, so. <laughs> well, oh, we, lost, uh, we lost Markel Lee again this week I, to yeah. a toe injury. Oh, my gosh. His foot just cannot get better. Trent Brown is on injured reserve. We also know that Foster Moreau, Dwayne Harris, Carl Joseph Arden, Key... Is LaMarcus going to play this week? I don't know. I don't see any. I'm not seeing anything on uh, on him so far because he he pulled his calf, if I'm not mistaken. But in listening uh, to Gruden's press conference today, he was not going to touch on anything like that. Okay, injuries going to give any updates until after Christmas, probably. Gotcha. Well, it is. It it would be the gift that keeps on giving, would it not? Um, I'm trying to find like the Broncos, their their leading passer. So they're 29th well, in the in the league in passing yards per game. They're 18th, just below us in rushing yards, and they're 28th in total yards per game at 321.1. Um, yeah, you're gonna get that with the rookie quarterback, and that's you know Oakland's gonna have. He's to actually been way better than Flacco, though. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, he should have been in way before, uh, you know, if if he weren't injured 
I think he would have been in weeks before he came in. Um, uh, so, I mean, props to him. Uh, not really, but I mean, props to, you know, who knows? Elway, they, they can't figure out. Elway can't find a decent quarterback to save his life. Uh, yep. And um, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. We'll find out. But Oakland's going to have to take advantage of that on Sunday. Rookie hey. quarterback, um, you know, making a mistake here or there. Gonna for- need, need to force him into mistakes. And that was the one thing on Sunday that really bugged me the most. What, we got to Rivers like, four or five times in the last meeting? Yeah, we got to yeah, him, what, once? Once. Once, yep. that whole game. Yeah, and I was screaming it, and I was like, I mean, actually, uh, the, mad props to the corners, man, for, for being able to make plays like that. Because we got to him once, and yet we still held him to, you know, 17 points. That That's crazy. That is yeah, crazy. He had, so, like, 271 yards passing. Yeah. So, so mad props to the secondary for getting it done. But, man, you know... Let's go out with a bang, man. Let's get after the quarterback on Sunday. I know that I know that Denver didn't give up any sacks last week. Now that was against the Lions. Now I am seeing though the Lions every they had three different running backs all were averaging above four yards a carry against hmm. Denver. Four point two, is- four point three, and six point seven. So man, it would be nice to have Josh Jacobs back for one last ride, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. I I almost kind of just hope they don't play him though. Uh, in a way, it so uh, as far as passing yards per game against the the Broncos are sixth in that category, two fifteen and change rushing yards against per game is eighteenth, one twelve a game, and then total yards against per game is tenth in the league at three twenty seven point six seven. So, wow, decent so- defense. Yeah, yeah, def- decent defense. I think the story over there has just been the offense hasn't been able to complement it. And and so, you know, like I said, Oakland's going to have to come out on fire. Obviously, the Raiders have more to play for the, than the Broncos do. But again, man, it's that rivalry game. You know, the Broncos aren't going to roll over. It, you know, it's not going to be like Christmas Eve last year where it was in Oakland. Everybody thought it was the last game in Oakland. That place was rocking. Um yeah, it's a totally different atmosphere, man. I've got a feeling it's going to be a pretty packed house. I think you're going to fill that stadium, and uh, hopefully there's going to be a pretty good showing of Raider fans there too, man. That was fun to see that, dude. That stadium in L.A., bro. It was that, awesome. That was awesome. I mean, it was literally – that had to be easily like 95% Raider Nation. Well, that's like a couple weeks in a row that that's happened. Right. Rivers I think it's called hear. two years. <laughs> it's been two years while they're building their own, well, not even their own stadium. They're building right. a joint stadium with the Rams. But did you hear what Melvin Ingram had to say after the game about pumping up the crowd? No. He, he, he said, so I turned to pump up the crowd and I realized that it's like 90% Raiders fans and I'm just getting them excited for the game <laughs> instead of pumping up Chargers fans. He's just getting the crowd excited on the Raiders side. So he quit doing that because there's no chargers fans there. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, again, mad props to that defense, man. 19, 16 total or 19 total yards. You know, uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, one uh, considered one of the better backs in the league. And that wasn't even all his yards. That was 19 total yards for all of the running backs. So, um, that's fantastic. And we're going to need to do it again on Sunday. Because Lindsey's good um, out of the backfield, and you know that luck—they're gonna, le- they're, you know, they're gonna rely heavily 
on the run, and they did against the Lions. Um, I think, let me see, I've got the stats right here. Uh, Philip Lindsay rushed 19 times for 109 yards. Freeman had nine carries for 28 yards as well. Locke scrambled four times for 10 yards himself, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. So, um, I, you know, I think they're going to rely on the run uh, to bail Locke out. They're going to try to take some of the weight off his shoulders. So, man, if we can get that same defensive effort this Sunday as we did last Sunday against the Chargers, even in the cold, I think Oakland's going to have a shot at this. You know, it might end up coming down to a field goal on either side, I think. So, because I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Hopefully, we'll be okay instead of, I mean, it's going to be like kicking a rock through the field goal post, but right. hopefully Even Carlton the- will be able to, hopefully that one he got will give him some confidence going into the last game. Right, right. Man, I, dude, I was so nervous for that field goal, man. I was just that was like, huge. Yeah, that was big. That basically, you know, that, that put the game out of reach, forced them into, you know, uh, force them to to go for a field goal and do the onside kick instead of going for it on fourth down. So, again, well rounded game from the Raiders. That was that was just fun to watch everything finally in week sixteen like come together and watch the Raiders play a complete game on both sides of the ball. So let's see if we get duplicated again on Sunday. Bart, hey. Tyler. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're gonna say something. Yeah, I was just. Did you guys know that? Players are charged $500 plus every time they give an opponent their game-worn I jersey. I saw that. That's nuts. Can you believe that? What the heck for? Who cares? It's your jersey. Give it away. In the, words of, uh, in the words of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> oh, jeez. We also sing on the podcast yet another reason. Uh, to tune into the behind the eye patch podcast, yeah. I mean, just go to the store and you're like, but can you not go to the store and just buy your own jersey again? <laughs> like, throw it on. I don't know. That's weird. But you know, they probably make about five hundred bucks a day from jersey sales. So At you know, least. they probably aren't even too worried about that. But still, that is kind of weird. Odd fact. I never knew that. Okay, so Tyler, we got any calls this week? We do. We have one from John, and um, that's it this week. We've got one from John. Our, our resident caller, James Burton, has not called us two weeks in a row now. I'm hoping he's okay. James, let us know. If, if you need need something, give us a shout-out. Always yeah, happy man, to help out. Absolutely. We're always here. You've been here with us from the beginning. You know we got your back, so... Hopefully, uh, Burton's just uh, enjoying the holiday season and uh, just spending some time with family. But, man, come to spend some time with your Raider family, man. Yeah. Just say it. Just say it. That's not an admonishment, but it might be an admonishment. I don't know. Um, may anyway, or may well, not be a call to action. Yes. All right. Let's get to this call from John, and we will be right back. Tyler Micah Birch, what's going on? This is your uh, your favorite fan on Twitter, John, and I just wanted to call in this week. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy, obviously. Excuse my language. I know this is a politics family-free show. I enjoy your show, by the way. So thanks for putting it out every week. I'm a little out of 
breath here. Excuse me, I was chasing the dogs. But Monday, I'm happy. Twitter's not a uh, crap show. Sorry, guys. I'm usually better with my language. Anywho, I love your show. Uh, interested what you guys think. How hard do we go after this uh, week 17 matchup against the Broncos? Everything went right. Week 16, we still have a chance, right? Uh, I've been trying not to entertain that scenario, the playoff scenario, but everything's went right so far, so we can't quite back off. But still not sure I would trot out, uh, you know, our star feature running back, Josh Jacobs, for, for one more game, considering the way we're built. And I know it's any given Sunday once you get in the playoffs, but I love the team. I'm, I'm excited for the direction. I'm, I'm just glad that we got a good win for the young players to get some victory and that four-game losing streak. I think it's good for their culture moving forward, going into the offseason, coming out of a slump. It'd be nice to finish strong and win a couple in a row, whether we make it or not. And uh, I'm on the fence whether I want us to make it, but I'm always going to root for us to make it. And tell you what, man, watching that game, Renfro, 55-yard breakaway slant, man. I was throwing nachos and knocking over kids, and dogs were barking, and it was a, it was a heck of a fun game, guys. Hope you enjoyed the week. should be an easier podcast episode to make. And uh, things aren't so gloomy today, so take care. Have a great one. Thanks for doing what you do. Someone first get John some oxygen. Please and, and secondarily, save like, the children. Save, yeah, save the women and children. Save the nachos. Has. The nachos. Yeah, start with the nachos because you need food for party John. foul. Yeah, yeah. Then save the women and children. <laughs> John, that is awesome, man. Uh, you know, and we haven't even mentioned this, but yeah, mad props. I, I guess we mentioned it at first, but man, Washington and Jalen Richard did a fantastic job filling in, and and both contributed, especially Washington. Dude, we, I've been screaming about this. No offense to Jalen Richard, the pocket rocket, but I always have thought, as far as when it comes to running the ball, I've always thought that DeAndre Washington was the better running back. I feel like he finally proved it this week. Man, that guy, that guy had some well-earned yards. Some, some he, he scrapped and fought, especially for that, what was it, that six, seven-yard touchdown run. Yeah, it was um, a great run. That, that whole drive to start the second half, man, that dude... He he just he he pounded the rock and and he got it done with Jacobs being out and I think that's interesting that there's there you go Tyler there's another guy I'm not sure if want Josh Jacobs back in there maybe you hold him out you know DeAndre Washington just went in and threw it down you know very serviceable second string running back so you know I guess the case could be made you say you know we're gonna we're gonna try that again because because Oakland might have to make some decisions in the offseason. who are you gonna keep who are you gonna cut. Are there going to be some changes made at those positions? So a um, little dress rehearsal there for Jalen and DeAndre. But if you're up to me, man, DeAndre Washington gets 90% of those snaps when it comes to running the ball. Um, Absolutely, because I was still yelling at the TV every time Rashard touched the ball. Hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. I know. It, well, it's kind of <laughs> habit now. After, what is it, 13, 14 fumbles throughout his career? Um, I hold my breath every time he goes back for a kickoff return or a punt return or any time he really in general just touches the ball. It's just like, uh, don't, don't fumble. Right, right. So, but yeah, man, great call. Yeah, Renfro getting it done. But we can't help it. Like at this point, 
Well, remember I, I when told... he was supposed to be a practice squad player? Remember yeah, were... when when Raider Nation was like, "Oh, Renfro in the fifth round, he's nothing more than just a practice squad player." And Tyler Larson over at the uh, Behind the Eye Patch podcast was like, "No, ladies and gentlemen, not so fast, my yes! friends. Yes, not so fast, my friends." This he even purchased a jersey make... before the season. This is true. I said, Jay, I said, Hunter Renfro will be my favorite rookie. And it, it's a close toss. I mean, there's, there's our whole rookie class has just been great. We've touched on that. But I was like, not so fast, my friends. Yes. This, this Hunter Renfro is the real deal. And Heidi Ho neighbor, he has, he comes in, <laughs> re-energizes the offense and puts, puts that team on its back. And just absolutely carries them to the uh, to the promised land on the first drive. It was third and eight, and I'm like, or third and six. I'm like, great, three and out. Then all of a sudden, it's like a 56 yard touchdown to Hunter Renfro, and I was like, yes, Hunter, you're my boy, Hunter, you're my boy. Did you guys know I, I, that was his first 100 yard receiving game since high school? Wow, wow. Well earned. I felt Birch spitting fire facts. That's a, you know what reason number eighty three to check out the behind the eye patch podcast. The facts that come in hot and heavy from places that you're just not expecting it. So you know what, awesome and good times. You know I want to say I've got a feeling there are going to be plenty more hundred yard games, and I believe it was Ted Wynn said that third and Renfro hashtag third and Renfro is now a thing, and absolutely, man, because he converted at least, I want to say, three third downs, Renfro did, on, on pass catches, so, you know what, mad props to him, got it done, uh, honestly, guys, I don't know if we win that game if Renfro's not in there, I think he played that big of a role, I, I don't I don't know if we would have won that. He got a game ball from me. Yep, yep, so, all right, uh, wait, I'm trying to go back to John's call, man. He, he touched on a lot of things, but I think we covered it. I, 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 like it. I wanted to make sure we, we gave some love to the running backs, too, because that was my biggest fear. Without Josh Jacobs in there, I was kind of like, no incognito, no Trent Brown, no Josh Jacobs. Like, yeah, we're, you know, this could be over. So, uh, but no, man, when we least expected it, man, they came out on fire. So good, good, uh, good on them. Good on both sides of the ball. Gentlemen, oh, and, you know, one one thing before I leave John's call. Yeah, th- th- I told my wife, we were sitting there watching the game, and I said, you know, I don't care as the game started. I said, I don't care what happens. I've got two weeks left, possibly two weeks left, more than likely two weeks left of Oakland Raider football. And then what is it? We, we have to go on, what, a seven-month dry spell here or whatever. So I am going to soak it up. Actually, it'd be more like eight, eight months. Well, seven months because there's preseason in August. Um, I am going to soak it up. Even, even if we lose every touchdown, every nice play by the defense offense, I'm going to be yelling and cheering and screaming. I'm going to put the analytical side of me away. And just as just a fan who let's pretend just sat down and started watching the game. I am going to just have a big time today. And I did, man. When Moreau had that five-yard tackle, I think it was on Keenan Allen on the jet sweep, man. I was going crazy. Then, of course, you can imagine what was going on when we were scoring touchdowns and converting third downs and forcing three and outs and stuff like that. So, But but the reality of it is, like John said, man, the playoffs are staring us right in the face. Embrace it, Raider Nation. Sure, 
we might get our hopes up and get them dashed on the rocks. I told a buddy already, I said, you know what's going to happen? All the scenarios are going to fall into place and we're going to lose on a last second field goal. And it's going to be like, wow, if we had won, we would have been in. Uh, just because it feels like every time we think things are heading in the right direction, we just get kicked right in the groin. And the last month has just been one <laughs> kick to the groin after one kick to the groin from the Jets to the Titans to the Chargers to the or to the Chiefs to the Jack Jaguars. Um, just kick, kick, kick. Like I've got nothing left to give. Uh, so I, I'm just like I, I, that win was fantastic. And I'm just enjoying the ride now. And yeah, you know what? The playoffs are on the table. So I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to be rooting and screaming my head off. And you know what? If I take one last large kick to the groin, you know what? So be it. I've taken so many at this point. I'm pretty much like brass down there. So, you know, <laughs> let's just let I'm just embracing it. Let's go. Let's go. Playoffs are bust, baby. Playoffs are bust. Well, I'm so. taking my Raider gear and I'm heading over to the in-laws house which will be packed with Broncos fans. Oh. And me and my five-year-old son that just got a Josh Jacobs jersey will be sporting Woo-hoo. the silver and black. Love you it. You can guarantee that. Take it to the bank, Raider Nation. Tell that, homeboy. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Tyler, you're way too white to be getting in on that hey, kind now. of stuff, bro. Come on. Anywho. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we have... Oakland versus Denver, Mile High Stadium, Sunday finale, possibly the final game the Raiders will play in 2019. Well, it'll be the final game they play in 2019, technically, but of the 2019 season. Tyler, we'll start with you, man. Give us a score prediction. And you know what? If you're feeling spicy, if you're if you're feeling like Santa Claus, you don't want to throw in a couple extra gifts in there, spread them under the tree. Um Give us a couple bold predictions. Bold predictions. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Starting off this week with bold predictions. I'm going to say Hunter Renfro has his second 100-yard game in a row. Oh, finding oh. pay dirt not only once, but twice. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. Uh, and like the second one, because we always have a defensive a defensive one. Max Crosby is sitting at what? Nine sacks right now. I think he's still at eight and a half. He's at eight and a half. Max Crosby is going to have three sacks. Whoa. This game. He will meet drew lock three times in the backfield. One of them will be for a strip sack. Oh, geez. Like that. Really good. Condor flapping his wings getting to the quarterback, causing turnovers and chaos in the backfield. That is what he is going to do on Sunday. As for a score prediction, it's the last game of the year, and I am not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. We all picked against the the Raiders last week, and they won. Do we all pick against the Raiders again this week so that perhaps once again they win? This is the great question that I have. I am going to say that the Raiders win in a 
gross game. It is going to be 17 to 14. Daniel Carlson hits one from the parking approximately lot. 36 yards to win the game. I like it. I like it. Birch, what you got? All right. I am bold predictions first, I guess. I'm not like Tyler, and I will not sing that into the microphone. <laughs> oh, boy. Offensively, Carr has his, I guess you would call him his comfort or go-to receivers. And we haven't seen a lot from Mr. Darren Waller for quite some time. So I'm going to say Waller is going to have 130 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And then, was that a winnie? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then defensively, oh, gall. I'm going to say that we... Trayvon Mullen comes back from the dead and picks off Drew Locke twice. Oh, like that. Moses. That is a bold, bold prediction, my friend. Kudos to you. And I'm going to, I I think it could be a very ugly game, like Tyler said. I mean, it's cold. Last game of the season. Everyone's hurt. However, I am going with. Yes, I'm going to say it's the Oakland football Raiders. Oh, we almost made it through a whole podcast. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> it would be gonna... remiss if we didn't say the Oakland football Raiders. 24. The Denver Donkeys, 14. Ooh, a 10-point victory. Yes, I like sir. that. You know, I'm feeling I, – I, I don't know if the Christmas spirit has descended upon me. I don't know what this <laughs> is, but I'm feeling like jolly old St. Nick. I, I'm coming down, and I am just handing out Christmas goodies to Raider Nation um, like like I'm the jolly old man himself. Guys, I'm going to go car. Final game of the season goes over 300 yards passing. He's going to oh. put to rest – Put to rest all the narratives and all the, oh, can't win in the cold. Carr's got something to play for. He's heard the rumors. He knows what's going on. He knows he hasn't been playing like a $25 million a year quarterback should be playing. He's going to follow up with that solid performance against the Chargers. And he's going to go, you know what? I don't care if it's 40 degrees. I don't care if it's 80 degrees outside. We're going to throw a beat down here. Carr's going to pass for over 300 yards on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I think Oakland, we're due for a game. We're due for a game to get after the quarterback. Last week, I thought it was going to happen against the Chargers. I thought we were going to put three or four more sacks up on Rivers. It didn't happen. I think that the defense is going to show up once again. We're going to put together three takeaways on defense. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if it's three interceptions, three fumbles, maybe two fumbles and an interception, two interceptions and a fumble. But it's going to happen. Three takeaways. And Oakland might not make the playoffs, but they're going to put a thump in on the Broncos. I'm going to go 30 to 16, 30 to 16. Oakland gets it done, puts it even. They're going to build off of last week's game against the Chargers and put together an even better performance this week against Denver and at least go out of the 2019 season 
with a lot of juice and a lot of people looking at this team going, okay, they're just a piece or two away from being serious playoff contenders, dare I say AFC title contenders, with the likes of Tom Brady starting to show his age a little bit. Um, I think it's it's time for a new kind of, I feel like the AFC is at the point where it's going to start turning over a little bit. And I think the Oakland Raiders are going to be part of that turnover. And uh, I think they're going to be one of those names that maybe for the next decade or so, you're going to see them uh, always pushing for a spot, uh, a a seat at the big table. So anywho, that's my call for the game. Guys, I like it. I like it. We all pick the Raiders to win. If they lose... Uh, you can blame us. That's fine. That's Next powerful. question. Do the Raiders make the playoffs? Oh, jeez. I'm mm. going to say no. You know what? Because I am superstitious. We all picked Oakland to not win last week, and they won. I'm also going to say no. No, they don't make the playoffs. I think we pulled out our lucky rabbit feet last week and had way too many things happen that should have. I don't know if that can continue. If it does... I will be one happy little Raiders fan. Dude, if, if it happens, like, I'm probably going to go out and buy so much Raider paraphernalia that, like, it's going to boost them <laughs> going into next season. Their sales will be up for the month of December because um, uh, I'm going to have probably some Christmas money. And I'm be like, well, what better thing to spend it on than a bunch of Raider gear? I'm going to go get a jersey of a guy that will probably get traded in a couple years. So let's go. If Let's they go. do make the playoffs, I will go jump in the snowbank with my shirt off. Well, okay. I, I want I yes, want it. this is going down. This will happen. And I will put it on Twitter and Micah, you will put it on on Facebook and this will happen. Yeah, I want I want Birch down to his boxers though, at the very least. I feel like that's if the Raiders make the playoffs, do you realize Nobody needs like, to see that. Do you realize the chances are less than like just 1%? go jump in a snow? Yeah, you can't just go jump in a snowbank like with like a coat and snow pants on. That right. doesn't. I do said I not down to the boxers. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, if Keep they your do, on, we'll let you have socks on as well. <laughs> okay, it's and on. you can have a t-shirt on. I tell, if the Raiders make the playoffs, man, I'm going to take my Raider flag. Make a snow I'll, angel. I'll probably run down the street in the middle of the street with my Raider flag <laughs> flapping in the breeze. So, Nothing else? <laughs> no, I, I'll have clothes on. We'll have to oh. go bail Mike out. Yeah, no, I can't have uh, Johnny Law, you know, coming and busting me and, and then I've got to get bailed out, you know, like New Year's Eve or something like that. So... No, no, I will keep the clothes on, but uh, I'm probably going to like, I'll probably like plant myself right in the middle of the street and wave it as cars pass by. And um, hopefully, like a, are you going <laughs> to plant it in the middle of the road like Baker Mayfield? No, wave. But it's going to probably be like, you know, in Patriot where he comes running up the hill with the American flag and he's like waving it. And the whole, you know, troop turns around and starts rushing the British, you know, and he said, that's going to be, there's going to be smoke swirling around, perhaps snow. You know, I'm going to be just sitting there in my boots and my Raider flag, waving it back and forth as cars go screaming by at 45 miles an hour. And, uh, uh, yeah, because the odds, do you realize the odds are like 1% if all of last week's thing, last week's things happened and then all of this week's things happen. I mean, it's an insane 
uh, probability. In fact, if I had the time, I would run the numbers, but I'm sit- I'm the one talking right now, so I can't I can't I can't run numbers and talk at the same time. I'm not good. So at you're telling me there's a chance. But there Absolutely. is man. there is a chance. So well, we've we've made it public what everybody's gonna be doing. So you know what? Everybody might be Raider Nation might be in for a real show next week. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow. All right, guys. In the spirit of the Christmas oh, uh, you know, Gosh, I'm always the one leading these things off. Do you guys have anything? Do you guys have any uh, questions of the week for the Christmas? You're season? our fearless leader. Well, well I, I know saw uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker tonight. Go see it. It's the it, it's a great movie. I li- I liked it. Yeah, you know all the reports I've seen. Um, it's are, the best been... one of the newest three by far, hands down. Best one. Oh, well done. That's that's high praise for sure. Um. You know what? Since you mentioned Star Wars, can we not name the new Coliseum the Death Star? Like we've tried to talk people down I, from this, and and uh, it it doesn't. Right. I don't get it. I I we I don't get it. We either. have beat that drum till the drum is dead, but right. yet we still beat it. And we're like, guys, the Death Star is a terrible name. It I got blown up twice and then in the newest movie another one version of the death star got blown up again so three times it's failed we don't need that kind of bad juju right don't need it do you understand like the memes and stuff that are going to be thrown our way every time we lose like they're going to have a little raider emblem on the death star and then it's going to blow we're going to deserve all of that we're going to deserve all of that we don't need to invite any more of that on ourselves we've had name it anything name it the millennial falcon that thing keeps like reviving and not dying do something like that right right they're finding weaknesses with you know faults within the system that all you have to do is you know shoot a couple missiles down the hole and and you know boom you know the whole thing just an entire planet blows up because it's like oh look i got close enough to its surface and uh, shot a couple missiles down the hole and boom, the whole thing collapses. So, you know, I'm like, guys, this isn't a very well-made contraption. If that's all you need to do, it's like, oh, look, uh-huh, you know, down goes the shield and down goes an entire planet. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I know we've talked about it and I know people will still continue to beat that drum, but like, just, just think about it. Just think of, just logically think about that. Like, there's got to be some other dark, menacing thing, <laughs> entity out there that has like had the a longer pearl. life than the, the Black Star. Pearl, yes. The Black Pearl. There, there you go. Look, it took us 10 seconds to think up something that's lasted longer than the Death Star. The, yeah, Black, the Black Pearl, if it got close enough to the Death Star, could sail down its hole and kill the whole thing, you know, with a couple of cannon shots. You know, it could fire... A couple of cannonballs in the right location and destroy a planet and destroy the entire planet. Like that's that is literally that's a fact. How does it sail into space? You lose well, that battle nine times out of ten, Micah. Well, Bet you know you didn't what? See that coming, uh, did if, you? If a ship dropped it off on the planet and you know it's just sailed through the little crevice that got to the hole, and it was like, oh, fire away! Boom. <laughs> Boom! And then, like the whole thing would blow up, like, and now you just got destroyed by 
you know, a, 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 a what a 13th century, you know, wooden ship. So now an old wooden ship used during the uh, Civil War era. Right. Right. So so you know, like I said, yeah, Black Pearl, I'm fine with that. But like something else, you know, something else, please, for the love of goodness. I, I you know, and I know well, I may mean, catch flack for that. And a lot of people no, you know, somebody told me the other day, well, no, that was in a different uh, uh, galaxy. You know, and I was like, no, that's, that's a terrible excuse because it still blew up <laughs> twice. It still blew up twice. So that's the fact of the matter. Anywho, all right, I've, I've had enough of that one. All right, guys, uh, you know what? This is tough. Christmas, had, do it. I, well, I had a couple of good uh, 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 Christmas questions. I was just trying to decide. Mm, mm, you get, do you get, do you, now let me ask because I'll open the floor before I rock and roll. Do you guys have anything? Uh, any good Christmas questions? I was going to do a trivia, but I'm going to save trivia for next week. So be prepared, but both Christmas of you. Christmas will be over. Well, no, it's not a Christmas trivia. This is just oh, okay. a trivia. And I thought, you know what? To go out with a bang, um, we're going to do a trivia next week. So you guys both better be prepared for that. I'm gonna, I've am gonna, i got a little something special uh, that I'm putting together. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, so it's coming for you. I can contain myself. Yeah, yeah, you better contain yourself over there. Um. Anyhow, so, okay, I'm going to assume you guys don't have anything, so I'm going to rock and roll with this. Uh, okay, it'll be a two-part question. Let's just, okay, tell me one Christmas tradition that you guys have that you could do without. Oh, man. Yeah, good one, isn't it? Yeah, it makes you think. This is, you know, reason number 102 to listen to the IBI Batch podcast. We have really, you know, mind-probing questions. We believe in probing the cranium <laughs> around here. So I've know, got one. That's you. Birch, you're on the clock. What do you I got? am on the clock. Gingerbread houses. Scratch those. Oh, good one. Garbage. Ooh, Trying to make one with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Not happening. That's Is it great. Hot Arizona garbage? Um, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. it's not one of my favorite activities. And you can add pumpkin carving along with that. Yeah, oh, you know, that, that one. That's a great point, especially with little kids, because all three of us have little kids. I'm, you know, I've got a four-month-old. He's not building any gingerbread houses anytime soon. He's creating <laughs> gingerbread in his in his diaper, but he he's not uh, he's not putting it together. But I have a two and a half year old that uh, uh, that yeah it tries to do, tries to put together gingerbread houses, and you want to talk about a disaster waiting to happen, um, and for some knucklehead put carpet in my living or in my dining room. So that is just, you know, oh. another reason not to that's getting changed out in the spring, but I digress. That's a good one, Birch, man. That's going to be tough. To Thank talk. you. Thank you. That's going to be tough. To talk. That's really well done. Tyler, what do you have? Oh, I was just trying to think of like what Christmas traditions that we have. Um, we usually get together as family. Like I, I, I like doing that most of the time until the, you know, like the crazy. No, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> you don't know who listens I, to the podcast. Yeah, I, I dig exactly. I digress. <coughs> um, Christmas traditions. You know. I, you might have to come back to me on this because I, I really don't know of 
a whole lot of Christmas tradition. Like besides gingerbread houses, I don't really enjoy making gingerbread houses. We did that last night, but it's like you get together with your family. You eat a great meal. I don't want to like I like getting together with family. I like eating. Anybody that knows me knows that. Um, Man, I can I take a pass? Yep. Take a pass. That's fine. For um, a second, you better come up with yeah. one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're coming That's back. That's why I went stuff. first. Um, uh, that didn't even come to my mind, though. I'm I'm still just like, man, what what do we... What, what is this? What, what uh, do I do? What is this sorcery? Yeah, yes. one, thing, one thing I would say, um, do you guys open at one gift on Christmas Eve? We always have that tradition. I love that tradition. Pajamas. Is what we to... always do. Oh, you get pajamas Christmas Eve? Yeah, from the elves. Oh, the elves uh, bring them. Oh, like the there's Kibler one. Elves? No, or... that's another oh. one. That's an over... Careful, needs to go away. I know because my uh, eight-year-old is still awake, so I better yes. not say any words. And we don't... We know what happened on this podcast last year during Christmas. Hey, what happened? Maybe it wasn't at Christmas time, but with Murph... We had to put out a disclaimer <laughs> on that to uh it, it was an episode with Murph. Oh, we that's right. Raiders fan radio. Cuz I uh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just about ruined the whole thing for everyone. Yeah, jeez, Tyler spoiling I'm glad Birch didn't machine. listen to that episode. He'd still be scarred for life. Right. Yeah. You know what for mine and we don't necessarily do this. But I've never been like I, I'm glad we don't caroling Christmas caroling. I don't like Christmas caroling. I I have the voice of an angel, but <laughs> I don't you know like I'm not interested in sharing well, that with everybody. You know I, I'm like I don't uh, you know he standing like out the in the bag. Yeah, no, it, it, you know it's 25 degrees outside. You're walking from house to house, or you know driving whatever, and you're, you know. You're, you're, I was going to say screaming, but you're singing to people. You know, you're ringing on random people's doorbells, asking them to open their door and let, you know, 24 degree weather come rushing into their house. I'm going to stand here. Keep your door open for the next five, six minutes. I'm going to sing two or three songs to you. You're going to be freezing your, your took us off. I'm going to be freezing my took us off. I'm going to be freezing so much that I'm going to start hitting high notes. I didn't realize I could ever hit. And then oh, uh, I'm going to say good night. Hope that you throw like some hot cocoa or some candy or a cookie my way. Basically like begging for food, you know, singing for food. And then I'm going to pile back into a van or walk down to the next street and do the same thing and force my way and my voice onto people that like, may not, you know, I, that's why I listen to, you know, iHeartRadio because I can listen to as much Christmas music as I want. And when I'm done, look, or if I don't like a song, I just, I click a button or I go to another station or I listen to an audiobook. And, you know, somebody can't do that. They can't, you know, I, you know, one time when somebody comes caroling to my house, I'm going to let them start singing. And then when they started to the next song, I'm going to be like, oh, no, 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 I don't like this one. Pick another one. Yeah, you know, and just see what happens. Yeah, you know, I'll be like, well, that's what I do with my radio. If I don't like a song, I change it. So I don't care for this song. Let's let's find another. Can you sing me something else? You know, sing for me. Um, um, nah, I would never sing do that. For Ramses. <laughs> sing for Ramses. <laughs> I am singing at the party. 
I don't even know what that's from. You're not off uh, the hook yet, Tyler. Come on. Um, there are several candies that are made at Christmas time that are traditions at my household that I could be done with. I could be done with. There's this candy called Divinity. I don't know if you guys have ever had it. It's like eating chalk. It's yeah. disgusting. Terrible. It's not a good candy. It's not divine is what you're saying. It is not divine. And really, that's like, I wish we could just not. I love candy at at Christmas time. Like, I love those foods, but my belt line hates it. So I wish we didn't like my wife's family. For example, I came home tonight and there's like uh, chocolate covered maraschino cherries, um, butterscotch bonbons, which are really good. Uh, chocolate covered bonbons. I mean, eat fudge, pinoch. I think that's a New Mexico thing. Have you guys ever heard of pinoch? No, I've only heard no. of the uh, Disney character. But yeah, pinoch. <laughs> yes. That's and, a bad uh, dad that... joke, man. It's it's hit me hard recently. That's okay. I forgive you. And yeah, then, uh, what? I mean, just like... Because we we make all this candy and then nobody eats it. So it's kind of sad in that way. Like, I wish we could make half of the candy that we make so as to not, you know, add to world hunger and things like that. Are you guys wasting food over there is basically what you're telling me? Yeah, I always have to take it to work and make people eat it. (laughs) Same here. Hey, eat it. it. But yeah, that's like like that's. The, the divinity candy could do I could do without that for the rest of my life. That is not a great tradition. So basically, you're telling me that you force your bonbons on people at work. Yes, exactly. And they're good. It's just that there's too many bonbons. Shake your bonbon. Shake your bonbon. <laughs> shake your bonbon. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. Oh, any of you. Um, wow. But- we do our best work late at night on this podcast all right i was gonna go one last one um but then that was a really good but you know in in light of the holiday season and because i'm in a giving nature we'll go one more round i want to go all right you guys ready for for one more all right over and underrated This is going to be good. I can tell because he can't even talk. (laughs) Oh, man. A wise man once told me that you know that it's really good if you can't even if you can't even talk or you just keep laughing for like close to 15, 20 minutes. If you laugh at your own joke, you always (laughs) know it's a good joke. Oh, man. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Anywho. Um, over and underrated Christmas movies. Oh, we did that one last week. What we am I talking about? Yeah. No, no, no. Underrated Christmas songs. Mm. Over and underrated Christmas. Sorry, I have this all written out, but I forgot to cross that one out. My bad. Poor producing on my part. <coughs> Urch is dying. I I really am. I'm sorry. I apologize for all the hacking and sniffling. And you're good. Underrated I... Christmas song, Dominic the Donkey. Love what? that one. What? 
Jiggity jig, ee-aw, ee It's Dominic the donkey. Jiggity jig, ee-aw, ee The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 Make him stop. Wow. That's I a mean, great, that's one of my favorite songs that doesn't really ever get played. Underrated Christmas song. I wonder Overrated. why it doesn't ever get played. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering why too. No, because you guys are not on uncultured my level. Swines. Yeah, we uncultured are uncultured swine. swine. What are you looking at, you hockey puck? Um, <laughs> and overrated is like, uh, it maybe it, it, I don't know if it's overrated, but, uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town. That's like a rock version uh, by oh, Rick yeah. Springs. I think it's Rick Springsteen. I don't like that song. Yeah, that one's terrible. It's like that it's supposed terrible. to be a jolly song, and he's like a- angry about it, kind of. Oh, yeah. you were gonna sing? I was, but I is that the rat I... rumors? Like Santa Claus is coming to town. That's exactly Santa Claus. <laughs> And you're like, somebody put this man out of his misery. Like, Santa ain't coming to town now. I guarantee it. Angry because you sound like you've been smoking way too much menthols this week, this year. Right. Right. No, I agree with that. I like that one. All right. Birch. Over underrated Christmas songs. Oh, God. Overrated Christmas song. I'm going to have to go with I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, good one. one. (laughs) Why is that funny? Yeah, no, it's kind of salacious. You know, it's a little (laughs) bit edgy. And I'm like, is this really Christmas appropriate? You know, like. We're talking about a child witnessing like cheating going on. Is that really what we want to, you know, be that the message we want to be sending to kids? I don't yeah. know. Just... I don't understand why it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, underrated Christmas songs. God, I don't know. Yeah, it's a real again, man. It's a it's a cranium prober, bro. I'm telling you. Um, I I can't think of one right now. I am drawing a blank. You know what? I'll, I'll, so I'm going to insert this in here while you're drawing a blank. Oh, um, I'm going to go underrated Christmas song. Jingle Bell Rock by Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Old time singers, country singer, pop singer. Um, her rendition of Jingle Bell Rock, I, in my opinion, is the best rendition of Jingle Bell Rock out there. Uh, it's got some good guitar solo in it. Got a little saxophone. Dude jumps on the sax and goes to town a few times. And it's really, really good. So go check it out. Brenda Lee, Jingle Bell Rock, underrated, in my opinion. So, um, Gosh, I have a lot of overrated. I, uh, I was never a huge fan of the Little Drummer Boy, and I'm not a fan. Like I feel like that's an overrated song, in my opinion. Little Drummer Boy, overrated song. And then what's what's that? Dang, um, you stole one of mine, Tyler. Uh, the uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town by 
uh, you know, rasp whisperer there. Um, <laughs> another one is what is that? The war is over. The Snoopy, yeah, uh, uh, Snoopy song. War is over. That one. Yeah, yeah, that one. And that, that one's what, like by the... John Lennon, and I hate that one too. Yeah, no, I don't like that one. Also, what's that? Ding dong headed Snoopy and the Red Baron one. That. Um, uh, that's I, I on your list every for two is, years now. You know, you know what the other one was, and I thought about this. Uh, you know, I'm, I might make a lot of people upset with this one, but he's gonna go with Mariah Carey. No, 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 oh. I'm gonna leave Mariah Carey out of it. She's a classic. She can hang in there. That's fine. However, I did hear um, uh, all I want for Christmas. Uh, what, what's that? Is that what it's called? All I want for Christmas is you. Uh, uh, uh by Fifth Harmony. Go check it out. Actually, really good rendition. Not gonna lie. So go give that a listen. Go let your ears uh, be filled by the Fifth Harmony's rendition of uh, of that song. And, and uh, I, not, may, not not rivals it quite yet, but it's growing on me. We'll put it that way. Um, okay. So the uh, uh, what, what's the what's the um, oh, the peanuts. The peanuts, the 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 Christmas time is uh, here. Oh, it's it's like a sad. It is a morose. sad song. He doesn't have a Christmas tree. Right, but it's so sad and morose. Like I don't, I'm like I don't like this, and I I don't know if it's like a generational thing, but I never liked that song. It always like made me feel down in the dumps, and I was like, no, I like Christmas time. I want to be happy, excited, joyful. I should be joyful this time of year. And this song does not bring the joy to me. Um, and then for my last one, because I've got quite a lengthy list of these, is uh, uh, I don't like the uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas song. We'll have snow and mistletoe. I'll be home for Christmas. If only in my dreams. Is there I'm a like, problem with being home for Christmas? No. Have because you ever been away about, like, from home for Christmas? He's like, if only in my dreams. And again, sad and morose. And I'm like, I don't want to be sad and morose. I don't feel, I don't believe in dealing with real life problems. So <laughs> I want all of that swept under the rug and sh- sugarcoated during the Christmas time of year. So get so well, let that, me ask you this: Have, have you them. ever been away from home at Christmas time? No, never. I know Mer- Birch and I have been at well, least shame twice. On you. At least twice. No. Yeah, shame, 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 shame. Uh, Did you listen to I'll Be Home for Christmas while you were gone? Probably. I don't remember what I listened to. Even then, though, that doesn't make me feel better. I don't listen to that music to make me feel better. Yeah, in (laughs) Spanish. Under palm trees and trying to avoid the, yeah, revenge of Montezuma. There you go. There you go. I like it. Birch, man, you're not off the hook, man. You gave us, I think, an overrated. We still need an underrated. Oh god. Underrated. Stop what is... watching the jazz over there. I'm not watching the jazz. It's eleven thirty. They already got their butts whooped by the heat. Uh, I feel well, I guess by three, but I digress. He was oh. watching the jazz. Yeah, he's watching highlights over there, I'm thinking. No, like, I'm turn it's... ESPN off. It's I not ESPN, to... it's Jeremy Wade's River Monsters. Okay, Ooh, well, that's okay. Okay, that's okay. Fine. Well, I'm just gonna say my favorite Christmas song and any rendition, really. Oh, Holy Night. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. That's Solid. one of my favorite Christmas songs. It kind of, it kind of like 
builds. Gives me the goosebumps. Builds and then it just bam knocks your socks off. Yeah, knocks your sock off. I've heard. Uh, I've heard. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Josh Groban seeing that has an excellent rendition of uh, Oh Mariah Holy Night. Carey has a great rendition of Oh mm. Holy Night. It's got an it's organ Mariah in it. Don't it's, have it's a great, great. I like that one. Oh boy. Mariah Carey. Christmas in a in a song, you know, in a in an artist. She and Michael Bublé are like uh, uh, Michael Bublé's greatest work was Christmas music. He only comes out once a year, Christmas time. Yeah, he does. Really. His entire Christmas album was like just great. It, it was beautiful. It, it's it's from the start to the finish. It is a great ride. So yes, it is. You know what else? I would be I would be remiss if I didn't say my favorite Christmas song. All right. It go it's he's a classic crooner. You may have heard of him. His name is Neil Diamond. Oh boy. His Christmas album, one of the greatest Christmas albums of all time. Little Drummer Boy. Come. They told me pa rum pa pum pum. Yep. Not even sad. <laughs> that I wish all of Raider Nation a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Love it. Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. Hope we're back here next week celebrating an Oakland win and maybe even perhaps looking forward to the first round of the playoffs. Keep playoffs. your fingers love it until then hope you guys have a merry christmas happy to holidays we will see you in the next episode just win baby